Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. The Lakers got the win 112 to 102 to go up in the Western Conference semifinals, two games to one. They got the win behind a huge game from Le- from LeBron James, who had 36 points, 7 rebounds. Anthony Davis, who had 26 points, 15 rebounds. And the biggest story, playoff Rondo sighting, 21 points, 9 assists. Lakers got the win. Great game. Let's get into it. So the Lakers get the win last night, and boy, was it a close one. Um, the Lakers, the game was really back and forth the entire game. Um, the Rockets were seemingly, I wouldn't say in control for a, a good portion of the game, but they were maintaining about a five or so point lead. Five, I mean, it, it seemed like they had always had like a three to five point lead for a lot of the, the first half and some of the, the third quarter. Um, a lot of it really ended up being just going back and forth, kind of taking blows. Um, Lakers would hit a shot, go up by one. Rockets would go down, hit a shot, go up by one. And that felt like that went back and forth for um, almost an entire quarter. So the Lakers... Um, were toe-to-toe with the Rockets and held their ground. And then finally in the fourth quarter, they, I believe they only allowed the Rockets to score 18 points in the fourth quarter um, and really just shut them down and ended up winning the game by 10 points. I would say, start with the bad news first, I suppose. The Lakers' defense was absolutely horrendous. Um, especially in the first quarter last night. The Rockets were able to score almost at will. And this is a this Laker this is a Lakers defense that we're talking about that you know during the regular season, especially before COVID, was a top five, top three defense in the league. And we've seen in the Blazers series, the Lakers uh, amazing defense limiting the Blazers to, even in their loss, limiting them to 100 points. Um, We're really seeing this Lakers team can really shut down other teams, especially when they're getting their rotations right. Um, And when they know what the game plan is and they have their head in the game. And last night it really didn't look like they had their head in the game in this from a defensive standpoint. Um, from an offensive standpoint, they're they're going toe to toe and maintaining and keeping up with um, with the Rockets, but defensively it wasn't there. And I think a lot of it. So part of it, I think, is just a schematic thing where they just were not getting, not rotating on the like help side, uh, weak side part of the court very well. And then I think another part of it is that they is that Russell Westbrook um, was playing a better game last night than he did on um, the game before. I, I think there's 
there's definitely something to that. I think in, in the game, in game two, the Lakers really let Russell Westbrook um, shoot himself in the foot almost, where he just was not playing a very good game. He only had, I think, 11, 11 points. Um, he shot one of seven from three in game two. He just was not very good. Whereas last night, he came out and he had, I think, like 11 or 12 points within either the first quarter or like right at the beginning of the second quarter. Um, so he came out and was playing a better game in the first half, and the Lakers didn't really know how to handle it, it seemed like, because they were used to just kind of doing the double team of Harden uh, and leaving Westbrook to his own demise, and he was playing well. So that definitely helped the Rockets. I think it kind of put the Lakers out of almost rotation a, a bit because they weren't sure. There was a couple times where the Lakers double-teamed um, Westbrook. Like, I forget who was covering him, if it was like Kuzma or someone, but someone was on, or maybe Caruso, someone was on Westbrook in the corner, and Anthony Davis dropped down to, to like, help and to, like, almost trap or double-team, but then left Harden wide open, and they kicked it to Harden, and Harden hit the hit a three. So they were just kind of like, almost like just lackadaisical or bonehead things like that that were going on defensively for the Lakers. And it was pretty frustrating to watch because it just felt like the Lakers couldn't get a stop. And thankfully their offense was clicking just enough um, that they were able to stick and stay in the game. Because I just kept getting this feeling that the Lakers were not getting stops, and at any moment, their offense could go dry, and the the Rockets could pull ahead, but the Rockets ended up only, their biggest lead of the game ended up only being five points, so the Lakers really did, really did a good job at sticking with them, um, so that's kind of the defensive side of things. The Lakers could have done way better. I hope that they have a good game. I don't know. It seems like almost like last night's game. So like in the three games that we've seen, we've seen almost a little bit of, we've seen a bit of everything from the Rockets. We've seen uh, Harden and Westbrook have huge games and would, and then they won that game. We've seen um, Harden play a pretty good game, but then Westbrook not show up and not play a good game in game two. And then last night was a little bit of little bit more of like a moderate game where Harden played well but then Westbrook he played well but down the stretch he did not play very well he had a lot of mid-range jumpers that he missed um good amount of turnovers things like that but it's really crazy because for for how the Lakers for the Lakers winning that game by 10 last night, looking at the stat line, like, it looked like the game either should have been way closer or the Lakers should have lost that game, honestly. The Lakers, um, they did out-rebound the Rockets by, I think, 16. So that's good. At the very least, that's good. But looking at turnovers, the Lakers ha ended that game with more turnovers than the Rockets. 
Um, and there was a point in the game last night where the Rockets had it was like a it was a close game. It was like a five four point game, and Lakers were down by five, and the Rockets at that point had had ten points off of like seven Lakers turnovers, and this is in the first half. Whereas the Lakers had zero points off of three Rockets turnovers. So the Rock or the Lakers did a really good job adjusting in the second half and really tightening down their defense and it forced the Rockets to have more turnovers. It forced Russell Westbrook to take some tough shots that he missed. And it allowed the Lakers to get stops and those turnovers, get some fast break points, um, and just kind of slowly take over the game. So that adjustment defensively really changed the game for the Lakers. Um, Because overall, looking at the stats, it looked like the Lakers should have either lost the game or should have been way closer of a game. Um, And really the the big difference from an offensive standpoint was the field goal percentage. Uh, the Lakers ended up in that game, shoot, uh, ended up as a team shooting 55% in the game versus the Rockets 44%. Um, and then from three-point land, cause, because from three point, from the three-point line, the Lakers only shot 33%, so pretty, pretty poor. Um, the Rockets shot 41%, which is definitely much better. Um, and then from the free throw line, again, the Lakers shot in the 60% range. They shot, they almost got to 70, but they shot 69% from the free throw line versus the Rockets shot 100% uh, on 14 attempts. So looking at looking at the stats, much closer of a game than a 10-point difference kind of portrays, but the Lakers did do a good job at tightening up the defense in the second half, um, really not allowing or really forcing the Rockets into some turnovers, some bad shots, um, and things like that, and getting getting some great fast break points. And, and really a lot of, and this kind of brings me to my next point, is a lot of the good defensive play and a lot of the good offensive play came at the hands of Rajon Rondo. We got a, and we've seen a little bit of it before, but tonight was, lo and behold, a pure playoff Rondo sighting. Rondo had 21 points, 9 assists. Um, I wish I had his steals in front of me. Yeah, I think he had a couple steals, some big steals, but he, um, at the very least, was really just um, on the defensive end, forcing the Rockets into making mistakes and helping the Lakers capitalize offensively. Rondo ended up going three for five from three-point land, which is, um, you know, I I don't think the, the the Lakers should, Rondo should be taking five three-pointers in the game. I think on another night he misses four of those. Um, but Rondo was... The, the he was the role player the Lakers needed to show up every single night. The Lakers need at least one role player to show up and score at least 14 points. And some nights that's 
uh, KCP, some nights that's Danny Green, some nights in game two that was Markeith Morris, and tonight it was Rajon Rondo. And he he was spectacular. He was hitting layups, he was making threes, he was getting steals, he was making assists. Like, it was an all-around great game from Rondo. And he was the stand... I mean, not to take anything away from LeBron James or Anthony Davis, because they're great. LeBron had 36 points. He just... He was on fire the whole night. Um, and if it weren't for his performance... He's really who kept the Lakers in the game in the first half when the defense was awful. So, not to take anything away from, from LeBron James, but Rondo in the second half really was a huge difference maker in the game. Um, and without without his three threes, without some of his assists, and they not only were they big in that they scored, you know, the Lakers – were getting points off of them, but it really shifted the momentum of the game in those moments when when Rondo hit his were started was started hitting his threes when he was getting when he got a he got a couple steals and forced some turnovers in those moments. Not only, I mean, like it just shifted the momentum of the game at that time to help the Lakers get up to a ten point lead. I think their biggest lead was 12 points in the game and maintain that 12 to 10 point lead throughout the rest of the fourth quarter and not let the Rockets um, claw back. Because the Rockets, they are a good team. They can hit threes. And at the rate that James Harden alone can make threes, they could easily, they easily could have uh, erased that 10 point lead even with only a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter and made it a game. But but the Lakers did a really good job um, behind Rondo and LeBron and Anthony Davis to not allow – well, just to, like, match their point. Like, if the Rockets went down and scored, the Lakers went down and scored. They'd, if they didn't get a stop, they made sure they were getting a bucket, which I would rather see the Lakers get stops, but I will take – at the very least, good offensive play um, to match another team's offensive play. So, overall, the it was a it was a good ending. That's for sure. The game itself felt so. I don't know. When I watch when I watch basketball games, I get I just like stress myself out where I. I'm like just so invested in every single possession, and I feel like if the Lakers uh, don't get a stop on a possession or don't get a bucket on a possession on a possession, that they're they're just gonna widen up the deficit, or they're they're just not. You know, I feel like I always I just take I put too much into every single possession in a game, especially now that we're in the playoffs. It just feels like every possession really matters so much more and like it's true like every possession does count in a cliche type of way but also the Lakers being down even if the Lakers were down four with six minutes left in the game that's a tight enough game that the Lakers could easily turn that around they could easily even turn that around and win 
by double digits. That's how good the Lakers are. But I just get so invested in every single possession that I'm just, like, stressed the entire game. And so, like, last night's game was – it was a great game entertainment-wise, especially if you were, like, a bystander or something. But for me, the way I watched Laker games, I was stressed the entire game. Um, and thankfully, the Lakers with – you know, I think it was like six or so, seven minutes left in the game, really started pulling away, and like they were just maintaining that lead, and so I was able to kind of like sit back and take a deep breath, but it wasn't even really till the end of the game where I was like, all right, I can finally breathe, I can take a deep breath, because those types of games really just are extremely stressful. Um, so, stressed me out, Lakers got the win though, so that's good. Um, I think in terms of what to expect for next game and game four, I'm encouraged that the Lakers were able to get the win and were able to turn that game into a double-digit win, of all things, because really it was just not... Defensively especially, was it was not a good game for a, at least what felt like the majority of the game. It may have really just been the first half, but... Um, the Lakers allowed 64 points in the first half. It just was definitely the first half was terrible defense by the Lakers. Um, they weren't able to get a stop. It, I, it almost seemed like they weren't even trying to get a stop. But all that to say, the Lakers couldn't really get a stop. At least their offense was clicking enough. Um, but defense was pretty bad. They did adjust, which I liked that. But for game four... I really want to see the Lakers play the type of defense that they played in the fourth quarter the entire game. Um, Their defense can be so stifling that they could shut shut down this Rockets team and and really um, take over the entire game. I do get Russell Westbrook and James Harden are good players, they're electric players, the Rockets role players can hit shots, they can um, hit threes, especially if Harden drives and and kicks it out, or Westbrook drives and kicks it out, they have guys that can hit shots at a fairly consistent rate, Um, but I think the Lakers can, they do have the ability, which we've seen especially in the second half of this game, to really, even if they're not, like, completely shutting down the Rockets, they have the ability to um, really rotate and move quickly and get in people's ways and just to, like, disrupt their offense because their offense can can work so... Um, it can work so efficiently, the Rockets, that if you just get, like, you know, get a hand in the face or get a get a hand in the passing lane and just kind of like disrupt enough it can really make a difference um overall so in game four I want to see the Lakers defense be more consistent for the entirety of the game um I think that's that'll be a big difference maker I want to see the Lakers shoot better from three that's kind of the age-old story of this Lakers playoff team is the three-point shooting one night they go 44%, shoot 44%. 
the next night they shoot 29%, the next night they shoot 35%. It's just not a very consistent, not a whole lot of consistency from the three-point line. Um, so I'd like to see the Lakers shoot better from three, even like 5% better. Go from 33% last night to 38%. That'll be a big, that would be a big difference. Um, I want to see more of the same from LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I want to see, I want to see, let me talk about this for a minute. The fact that the Lakers aren't able to get the ball to Anthony Davis inside the paint just about every time down the floor offensively is absolutely humble. It's, it's insane to me. There And there's times where he's, it's not like he's not open. Like, I get that they're trying to, like, pack the paint and force the Lakers to shoot threes. I get it. But why are you settling for it? The Lakers have, there's times on the floor where the Lakers have at least three guys on the floor taller than than the Rockets' biggest player. So why is it that when Anthony Davis, he cuts into the paint, he's he's not wide open, but there's enough room where they could fire a pass into him, and then he just goes up with it. And when he's in the paint, like – P.J. Tucker's playing well. He's hitting threes, which is good. He's playing pretty good defense on Anthony Davis. But, like, if Anthony Davis got the ball on the block and had P.J. Tucker on him, he could turn around and dunk on him from there. Like, that's just the size disparity. And, like, it's just it's unbelievable to me that the Lakers aren't forcing the ball into Anthony Davis down low. Because Anthony Davis, he's a great jump shooter his mid-range shot is a beautiful it's a it's a thing of beauty but against this Rockets team I'd much rather Anthony Davis be taking shots from from in like near like five feet from the basket as opposed to 15 feet from the basket like it's just against a team this short there's just a way higher percentage of a higher percentage of a shot and I say I say all this, and Anthony Davis still shot like <clears throat> I don't know how many shots he ended up with, but he still shot like seventy percent from the field. So like, it's not that he's not making shots or that he's not getting points because he saw he had twenty six points last night um, behind LeBron's thirty six. They they were still there's LeBron and Anthony Davis are still performing. It's just like the Lakers could destroy the Rockets offensively every single time down the floor if they could do things to get Anthony Davis either open down low or attack the basket. The Lakers should be attacking the basket every single time. So I say that the Lakers need to have more consistent three-point shooting because the Lakers should be, their offense, it should be similar to the Rockets' offense where James Harden or Anthony Davis get the ball to the basket and then either go up with it or kick it out to a guy for an open three. And they have to hit that open three. Markeith Morris had a big game last game, but last night he missed like three wide open threes. Um, Danny Green couldn't hit a shot. KCP he hit one or two threes, but also missed a handful more. At least it felt like. Um, so there's just things that, like offensively, the Lakers could be doing better. They're they're doing fine as is so far, but I would really like to see them switch a gear 
and just destroy this Rockets team because this Rockets team is good, but the Lakers at their best could could easily destroy this team. So we'll see what happens in game four. I think at the very least it was encouraging that the Lakers got the win last night under a very behind a very inconsistent game from the team. Um LeBron James was was good consistently throughout the entire game. Anthony Davis was pretty good consistently the entire game. He had a few cold stretches, but for the most part, it was pretty good. Um, but other than, other than that, with the role players, it was just too much inconsistency on both ends of the floor. We weren't getting good enough shooting, especially from the three-point line, um, to warrant how bad the defense was. And then vice versa the defense um the offense wasn't playing well enough for or vice versa yeah so anyways the lakers um in game four i just want to see them tighten up everything a little bit i want to i mean we're gonna need the Lakers. this lakers team is going to need big games from anthony davis and lebron james every single night that just is what it is that's how it is for every team. Any team that has superstars, you need big games from them every night. Look at the Clippers, not not their last game, but the game before when they lost. Kawhi had 13 points. You need big games from your best players every night. So I'm here. I've I forget who it was. I heard someone saying that the Lakers aren't not that they are not that they aren't good, but they're that they're going to go like seven games against this Rockets team, which. The Rock, this Rockets team could push the Lakers to seven games. I could see that happening. But they followed up saying that this Lakers team needs LeBron James and Anthony Davis to have huge games every night. And that is that is true. And that's not a bad thing. That's how that's how every NBA team is. You need your best players to have big games every night. Um, even, even with how the Lakers... Um, if they have one role player that has a really good game, they still need the Le- LeBron and Anthony Davis to have a big game. So it just is what it is. So the Lakers need Anthony Davis, LeBron James to have a big game. That's just that. That's almost like a a point that doesn't even need to be said anymore. But LeBron James, Anthony Davis need to have a big night. Role players need to be more consistent. They need to increase their three point shooting percentage. The Lakers defense needs to be a little bit better. Um, at least more consistent throughout the entire game as opposed to just the second half. Um, And last but not least, and this is like a small point, but I keep bringing it up because it's really just so frustrating to me. The Lakers' free throw shooting is still awful. They're averaging as a team like just around low, low 70% as a team in the playoffs. And last night again, they shot 69%. So just like, I just don't. Again, I think in a like the Lakers have been lucky enough to not really play in any close games so far um, in the playoffs. Most of their games, they've either they've either won by a lot, lost by a lot. Like their closest game was their loss to the Blazers when they lost by seven. And even then, like, the, the Lakers were still in it, but it kind of felt like their that game was kind of lost at the time. So they've been lucky enough to not play in any really close games so far in the playoffs. 
but had they have you know it when if and when they get into a close game their free throw shooting is going to kill them it's going to be their downfall and so i hope the lakers can i hope it's something that that they're working on i don't know i mean they're nba players they should be able to they should be able to shoot 80% from the line as a team so that's that's kind of like the last thing that the Lakers need to do better and improve on. But overall, really awesome that the Lakers got the win, um, even with a I wouldn't I wouldn't say a bad game last night, but definitely more of a mediocre game. It was they're they're shooting from the field. They shot fifty five percent. That was good. Their defense ended up being good late in the game, um, but for the most part. Like, they had a lot of turnovers. Um, Their offense was looking kind of stagnant at points in the first quarter. Their defense definitely was stagnant in the first – or first half. Defense was definitely stagnant in the first half. So, a lot of things to improve on, but still got the win by 10. So, I'm hoping that the Lakers can come out and have the the momentum from that game, from the win in that game, but then just do a few things better and – if the Lakers get a win in Game Four and go up three to one, um, it'll be huge. I think that'll help the Lakers. If they do that, then I think the Lakers will finish it off in five. But um, I still think I still think it's more realistic that the Lakers that this series will go to probably six games. Lakers will win in six. So um, I hope the Lakers can tighten things up. Come out on Thursday night and really, really take, take over in this series. All right, let's move on. Let's kind of talk about really quickly what's going on around the league. Um, also, sorry, it's like super, super windy right now. Um, I know that I'm in my car, so the sound quality is never stellar, but I'm, it may be extra bad today, and if so, that's why. Anyways, around the NBA, so on Monday night, the Celtics beat the Raptors. They went up in that series three games to two. Um, again, it's been a fun series. This, this Raptors team is weird in that, like, they they go on and they look. So they lose the first two games of the Celtics. Looks like they're not playing well at all. Well at all. Honestly, looks like the, the series could be done quickly. Then they come and turn things around, win two games in a row, tie the series up two to two, and then you start thinking like, "Wow, maybe this Raptors team um, has it under control. There's no problems or anything." And then the Celtics came out and and won the game again, uh, went up three games to two. Looks like the Celtics will probably win this series. Um, still wouldn't be surprised if it went to seven games, but. Overall, still a fun series to watch. Um, I think the Celtics will probably end up winning that series. Um, probably, I would say, I wouldn't be surprised if they close it out tonight. If they won um, in six games. But also, wouldn't be surprised at all if the Raptors hung on, forced game seven. From there, honestly, anything can happen. So. Look out for that series. It's a fun series to watch. Um, two really good teams going head-to-head in that one. And then 
Uh, on Monday night, the Clippers and Nuggets played each other. The Clippers ended up getting the win in that game, but they didn't do it very easily. The Nuggets really held on, and they were going into the fourth quarter with the lead. The Nuggets were playing really well. They they probably could, I mean, they definitely could have won that game. It was a close game, late in the game, it was going back and forth, and the Nuggets late in the game just couldn't get a basket. There was like, in the last few minutes of the game, the Nuggets, I think, were, had, it was either zero points or zero field goals. Um, they just couldn't get a bucket late in the game, and Paul George and Kawhi just took over. Kawhi had a huge block late in the game with his middle finger, so that was pretty fun, pretty funny. Um, uh, it definitely, as a Lakers fan, was a bummer to see the, the Nuggets not be able to close that one out because they would have gone up two games to one had they done so. On the other hand, the, the Clippers did actually get the win, and they went up two games to one, so they play again tonight. I don't know. I have a The Nuggets are playing them well. I could see the Nuggets winning one more game and forcing game, a game six, but I still also wouldn't be surprised, if, especially after last night, if uh, or two nights ago, if the the Clippers just kind of if the Nuggets are running out of gas in the tank and the Nuggets or the Clippers just kind of slowly take over that game. Um, and then last night, um, the the other game besides the Lakers game, the Heat. Closed out the Bucks. The mighty, mighty Bucks got eliminated from the playoffs. Giannis did not play in the game due to his ankle injury. Um, they, I didn't watch the whole game because I was coming home from work, but I kind of caught the last few minutes of the game. Uh, I think when I got home, it was like the the Bucks were down by seven. Um, but it seemed like it was a close-ish game, and the Bucks had a chance to try and make a comeback and just couldn't get it done, so they get eliminated. The Heat move on to the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and they wait for either the Celtics or Raptors, so things are really turning out and shaping up to be a really fun playoff. I mean, it's been a fun playoff since the beginning, but this is, I think how things have been going has been more fun than anyone would have even imagined or would have even hoped for given the bubble environment and um, just the hiatus between the COVID shutdown and the restart and all that and everything and it's really just been so much fun a lot of fun games a lot of good series um, a lot of good performances from players um, and this the heat knocking out the bucks is pretty huge and i mean i feel i feel bad for bucks fans i think that in some ways i will say surprisingly enough i think i was afraid of this whole bubble environment that it would be a type of situation where you you would just have to put an asterisk next to the season um, whoever wins the championship, like, for sure would have to have an asterisk. But for the most part, I don't think that's actually true at all. If anything, I think the basketball play 
has been at a higher level. I would say that I think that um, the because of the neutral environment, without the home court, without the travel, just playing basketball every other day, things are being done at a higher level. And like, there's there's teams winning games that probably wouldn't normally win game. Like, if the Heat had to travel to the Bucks for for the first two games of the series, I don't know that they would go up three games to zero. Maybe they go up two games to one, but it just could really change things in that sense. Um, and I think for any any team to be frustrated, the Bucks obviously should be, and the Bucks fans should be. And I would say that the Bucks were were such a good team in the regular season and had a lot of momentum, had things rolling. And then to have things shut down, to have to wait a few months and then restart and get back into it, it really did a disservice to them. Um, but at the same time, I could say the same thing for the Lakers. And I don't – I mean, they're missing Avery Bradley. They definitely had a slow start during the seeding games and in game one of the of the first round. But for the most part, um, the Lakers – have done a pretty good job adjusting and have been fine. I think that the Bucks situation, there's a lot more going on there. But definitely, as a, from a fan standpoint for the Bucks, would be frustrating to have a season that was going so well and now um, to have it cut short. Definitely a bummer. But a really cool story for the Heat. Um, it almost has like a, this March Madness feel to it, which is fun. Um, so, so yeah, things around the league have been really fun, really exciting to watch. Next Lakers game is Thursday night, game four. Lakers looking to take a commanding 3-1 lead. Um, you know, if we can get big performances from LeBron, AD, and if Rondo can show up again, if we can get KCP or Danny Green to show up, um, Lakers should have no problem getting that third win. So hopefully they can they can adjust things, keep doing the things that they did well last night, adjust the things that they did poorly, and start to take over this series. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers!